is Free Talk Live. We'll give you the toll-free call-in number here in just a moment where you can join us and bring up whatever is on your mind. And, of course, we always bring things to the table. (laughs) The we starting off tonight is Daryl. And Heather. And Chris is on his way. He got detoured on the way here. Car problems. We've you all been there. You know how that is. Yes. So, Donald Trump is <laughs> going to be a topic for at least the next four years. What has he done now, Daryl? <laughs> well, this is actually something that he did a long time ago oh. that is still going on. Trump University. You've heard of this thing, right? No, I have not. You've not? (laughs) No. (laughs) So Trump University was one of the many failed businesses of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, The claim was, come learn from my hand-picked advisors and you will learn all of my (laughs) investing secrets. So was it a university that only taught like business investing and stuff? Uh, it was something kind of like that. It was not an actual university. It was just some kind of thing that Trump created that he slapped like his the name wall. On. So it was just <laughs> an idea. <laughs> no, like it was an actual know, place. People actually paid a lot of money, and they went and learned from somebody. But it wasn't a hand-picked advisor of Donald Trump. And that's why there's a lawsuit. And that was actually in court earlier today in San Diego. The story from Reuters from last night uh, saying on Thursday, a U.S. judge will hear arguments. Uh, Those arguments happened earlier today, but I don't have an updated story. The arguments were whether over to grant final approval To a $25 million settlement of fraud lawsuits brought against Donald Trump over Trump University, uh, which was a series of real estate investment seminars, at least one of the former students was objecting to the deal. Sherry Simpson of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, who paid $19,000 to learn Trump's investing secrets, in air quotes, filed court papers earlier this month arguing the class action settlement should not have contained a provision (laughs) barring her and other students from opting out and suing Trump on their own. Wait, wait, I'm a little confused. They paid $19,000 to get... They thought that they were going to learn Trump's investing secrets. So what did they learn? I'm curious, like, exactly. Uh... It sure as heck wasn't his investing secrets, and also it was not from his hand-picked advisors. Well, that's like, that's like, do you remember those, like, old candies, the Wonder Balls, where you didn't know what was inside them? That's like paying money for a Wonder Ball. Yeah, those little chocolate balls, and there's, like, different candies inside, but you didn't know what you were going to get. That's why they call it a Wonder Ball. Well, this is kind of like a Wonder University, right? Like, you're paying this money, but you don't know what you're going to get. If they're they're paying money for secrets, and then how do you sue somebody? Right, but they they were also told that the instructors were going to be handpicked by Donald Trump. 
He did not and hand they weren't. pick. So there was an actual like. There was fraud. Okay. In this. That's what I wasn't they, sure. I just wasn't sure me. if they were just unhappy with like no, the no, course no. and now the, all of a sudden they want their money back. Like no, that's not. There was fraud. Okay. Now if well, I. That makes sense. If I uh, held a seminar that said I will teach you how you can make $1 million. Just pay me $20. And then you show up. And a bunch of other people show up, and I've got this thing simulcast across the country to you know other people that showed up to pay to watch on closed circuit television. And I said, <laughs> "All right, you want to hear how you make a million dollars? You convince a bunch of people to show up and give you twenty dollars to learn how to make a million dollars. Thank you, good night, and walk away. That's not fraud because I'm actually teaching you something. But if I say, my hand-picked <laughs> advisor is going to teach you my secrets. And then just somebody that somebody I work for pulls out of a hat to come talk. That's not a hand-picked advisor. I mean, could it, like, did Donald Trump actually say, yes, I did not hand-pick this person? I mean, how do you oh, go yes. approving that? Yes, he did. Uh, I'll skip to that part in the article now. Trump admitted he did not personally select the instructors, <laughs> claiming it was, quote, unquote, sales puffery. <laughs> it's just puff. What is puffery? It's when you elaborate and sales make something puffery. sound a lot bigger and better than it is. Puffery. It's just puff. It's just, you know, there, there's no substance here. <laughs> I'm just throwing out words that sound good. You know, like, we're going to make America great again. We're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. It's all puff. There's no substance. Puffery. There's no substance. He never intended there to be substance. Kind of like we're going to, you know, if I'm elected president, you're going to be in jail, he says to Hillary. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Your calls and thoughts welcome on Trump You or anything else on your mind. There is more to the article 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Continuing with the article, uh, and let me actually just back up here. Uh, Again, Sherry Simpson objected to the class action lawsuit because she said that the settlement should not have contained a provision barring her and other students from opting out of the class action suit and suing Trump on their own. The objection raises the possibility that the litigation could continue to dog Trump's presidency during the campaign. He vowed to fight the fraud claims, but later agreed to a settlement soon after the election. However, as part of the settlement, he admits to no wrongdoing again, he does admit that he did not handpick the instructors, again, claiming it was puffery. Now, does anybody actually believe, though, that Trump's going to take any type of monetary loss because of this? I mean, he's the president of the United States. He could just write it off on his taxes if he really wanted to and, like, not pay. Well, being the president doesn't have anything to do with. I mean, he's like a know, crooked businessman and, pre- and the president, and, like, you're suing. I don't know. I just like I I imagine that and in somebody like Donald Trump's position, you could be sued time and time again, but it's not going to come out of his 
Right. Wallet, I don't you know, know what I mean? It's going to come I, from someone else. I, I don't know if they're su- suing Donald Trump as an individual or if they're suing Trump Enterprise or Trump University. There, you know, there's all sorts of business structures to where, you know, it's coming from one of his businesses, but it's not coming out of his feed Ivanka fund. The article continues, uh, lawyers for Trump and those representing thousands of other students in two class action suits were in court again today urging U.S. District Judge Gonzalo Curiel in San Diego to overrule the objection and approve the deal. Again, a $25 million class action lawsuit. The students, some of whom paid as much as $35,000 for the seminars, are expected to recover more than 80% of the monies they paid. Simpson's lawyer, Gary Friedman, called the settlement <laughs> laudable. However, he said that his client wanted to press for a full recovery and wanted punitive damages as well as other relief. He was expected to argue that the deal should be rejected unless she was allowed to do so. Friedman said in court papers, what Miss Simpson seeks is her day in court. <laughs> How ironic, right? They go to Trump University and they come out in lawsuits. It just makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was one of the investing secrets from I know. his Just sue your way to success. <laughs> from a hand-picked instructor that wasn't actually hand-picked. It's all just puffery. But we're not puff here. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. Your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. And Heather. And... You want to know something that you could wind up doing very easily? Sure. Saving 5, 10, 15, or 20% or more on things that you were going to buy anyway when you go to saveatpurse.com. So how it works, you go to saveatpurse.com, you create an account, and then if you want to save 5% instantly, just you know, drag and drop an item URL from Amazon, save 5% instantly. You want to save more, put things in an Amazon wish list, then you import the wish list into your account that you created there at saveatpurse.com, select the discount, and then you fund the account with Bitcoin. Somebody buys the, you know, products for you, And they're paying full price to Amazon, so basically they're paying a markup on the Bitcoin. You get the products, you then mark, I received my products, and then they get their Bitcoin. I consistently save 15 to 25% on Hmm. stuff that I was going to buy anyway. Save at purse.com. Let's go to the phones again, 855-450-FREE. That's Mm. 855-450-3733. Patrick calling in from Arizona. Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live with Daryl and Heather. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, hey, Mark. I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. Uh, Uh, This is Daryl, not Mark. Daryl, I'm sorry. Uh, It's been a long day. 
We got 60 mile an hour wind gusts out here, so my oh no, still got in it. Yeah, it's bad out here today. Oh, um, I just wanted wanted to chime in on that. You know, it's funny because I did receive back in the days one of those brochures to uh, to take those courses. Oh, did you really? <laughs> Yeah, and what's funny is we were getting, uh, there was like a whole slew of different things. Like you had Zig Ziglar was still big back then. Yep, and then yep. you had Jim Ron, you had Jim Ron, and you could pay all this money to go to their seminars. And then you'd, you'd, you'd go in there and you'd think he'd hype you all up. And then you go to work and try to apply it and you get written up. Uh, <laughs> but. It, it, it's funny because it was a different, I would say more of a different time, a generation that was coming in their own seriously back then. And, and there was a lot of get-rich-quick schemes that were going on. And uh, it, it was a generational thing. And, and I, I, he wasn't the only one. I mean, you had different, you had all these different things. And, I've never heard of one that was successful or people have gotten anything. I mean, the girl learned that you don't spend that kind of money and expect to, uh, there, she learned an important lesson, but, right. uh, it, 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 it's sad because, uh, there was a lot of people back then that were utilizing their name or even ones that were fictitious that were using other people's names. Because they had the same last name, they were trying to chime in on the uh, on that on that particular last name, right? And uh, you know, it, it was sad. I agree. I mean, uh, probably not one of his best decisions in the world, you know. And the fact that what you're talking about, it, it seems like it's coming at a bad time. And I'm certain they settled just so that they can get on with things, you know, uh, with get on with, get on with it because of, you know, him being president right now. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that was definitely part of the intention again, uh, right after the election, he did wind up, uh, signing on to the settlement, even though prior to the election, he said, I'm going to keep fighting this. There was no fraud. Uh, however, part of the agreement, again, he has admitted to no wrongdoing, and I actually do have an update from the court hearing today that I'll get into uh, after you know going through, again, all of the uh, initial story, again, where about 3,700 students are part of a class action lawsuit seeking approximately $25 million dollars which would compensate them about 80% of the fees that they paid to go to Trump University to learn the secrets, the investing secrets from supposedly hand-picked instructors that Trump later says he did not pick that was sales puffery. You know, I'd be I'd be laughing to think who what was the mascot for Trump University? <laughs> A Cheeto Puff? <laughs> I don't know if he had a mascot. <laughs> or you know what? He sponsored a polo team or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, it, or rowing. Rowing. Gotta have the rowing, you know. I wonder yeah. if yeah. I wonder if Doritos was his sponsor. <laughs> 
Who knows? Yeah, you never know, you know. Or maybe a cigar company, you know. You Possibly. Know, but, then, but anyway, hey, I just wanted to chime in and, and, and tell you guys everything's good. And uh, It was nice hearing from you, Patrick. We're, we're, we're passing on. We got more officers listening to your program in the afternoon than regular radio. Oh, good. really? Good. Tell, tell more of them to call in. We like the the I conversation. I, I, yeah, they, a lot of a lot of the guys I work on in the morning shift comment on this in the afternoon, or if we're relieving somebody who's working an overtime spot, they go, "Yeah, they get a real." Some things you really make them laugh. Other times they have to pull off on the side of the road and stomp their feet. <laughs> Depends on the but, day, uh, I guess. And the topic. And the topic. I'm glad you guys are good. Yeah, topics. Uh, I got a little heated. I wanted to per, uh, formally apologize. You got me on something. By the way, I did look up that case when uh, about those officers that were arrested, and um, I'm telling you right now, uh, I, I really, my personal thing is, I hope that uh, we refresh my memory. Those, which six off was that? The six officers. Yep. I yeah. mean that that to me that to me is one of the dirtiest and and speaking from law enforcement we aren't paid to do that we're paid to protect and we're paid to be honest mm-hmm. and to me that just tore up my integrity it, it hurt inside to think that somebody who swore an oath would go that much in the wrong direction but you know this is we're human and people do that and uh it, you can't figure it out. You can't figure out people like that. You just, sometimes you just have to hold your breath and pretend that, uh, you know, things are going to be good, but it's not a good world out there we live in. We we live in areas of which uh, we're constantly blown away by the amount of stupidity or the amount of just pure evil there is out mm-hmm. here. And uh, I will fight the good fight till eventually my wife lets me retire, which will be never. <laughs> hopefully and, she uh, does let you retire. And hopefully, Patrick, you wind up coming up to New Hampshire. We need people like you up here. Yeah, we do. Thank you for the call. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. A little bit more on the Trump University as well as an update from that court hearing earlier today. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is of the opinion that the current Bitcoin core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with Satoshi's vision. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it is necessary to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash BTC instead of r slash Bitcoin and running Bitcoin Unlimited, you are casting a vote against the current development team. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. And Heather. And we're talking about Trump University. Yep. Specifically because, well, there was a lawsuit. 3,700 students were part of a class action lawsuit seeking a total of $25 million in compensation. 
which would wind up giving the students about 80% of the money back for what they paid for what they thought was going to be a series of seminars to learn Trump's investing secrets from his hand-picked advisors. Trump later admitted that he did not hand-pick the advisors, that that was sales puffery. One student, however, Sherry Simpson, has objected to the class action lawsuit. Again, she wants to be able to opt out of the class action suit and sue Trump or Trump University on her own. But that's not allowed based on the agreement that was signed earlier. There was a hearing earlier today where they... Her attorney and attorneys on behalf of Trump went in front of a federal judge in San Diego. And, well, story from USA Today says that Judge Gonzalo Curiel declined to issue an immediate ruling in the multi-million dollar settlement. Meaning that this case is going to drag on for a little while longer. Uh... I I can't help but wonder, like, how many lawsuits are currently open against Donald Trump? Like, that can't be the only one. I don't know. And, like, how many has he been involved in over the years? I mean... That's a very good question. Uh, Again, I don't know how many times Donald Trump has been sued. Or how many times he's been the plaintiff suing somebody else. Right. Uh, I know at least four of his companies have filed for bankruptcy. Uh, And Donald Trump will make sure to point out, I've never filed for bankruptcy. Like, you know, various iterations of like Trump Enterprise something, something has filed for bankruptcy. Or like this, Trump University went under. Uh, But, you know, Donald Trump, the private individual, says that he has personally never filed for bankruptcy. Mm. Uh, So... Donald Trump, the private individual, may have never been a party to a lawsuit. It could have just been, you know, Donald Trump on behalf of Trump, this, that, the other thing. Uh, We'll get back into the update from USA Today, but we've got a call from the Socialist Republic of California. Bill calling in, listening to... uh, KV, I, I believe this says KVLI, Lake Isabella. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Greetings, comrades. Greetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you about, uh, there is a, uh, I heard in the news today that uh, there's going to be a subpoena for Trump's taxes filed by Diane Feinstein, wherein will be the um, the smoking gun that will remove Trump from the presidency. Uh I don't know if either. Isn't that what they were... said about Obama's birth certificate? Uh, well, that, yeah, <laughs> that, that was kind of a you know this 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 is going to be a little different, okay? Um, where either of you, uh, you, you guys are younger than me, but I was a lot. I was in high school when uh, Richard Nixon was going through Watergate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole the it was there's so many similarities to Watergate here because everything. Richard, he tried to conceal his tapes. Richard Nixon taped everything that that was done in the White House. Right. And he held the tapes, and he, want, he they were trying to subpoena the tapes. But Nixon kept fighting it. He even fired Archibald Cox. 
did a few things. You know, um, you guys are probably somewhat familiar with Watergate, but mm-hmm. I, I, I was in high school at the time, and, and it was riveting. It was on television every day. And, and there's the, day. what is it, the 18-minute gap? Yeah, the gap, Rosemary, uh, and, uh, whatever, Rosemary Lincoln. Arlo had, Guthrie. I, I remember hearing Arlo <laughs> Guthrie say that the original version of Alice's Restaurant is the exact length of that gap. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened was is uh, they finally were able to get the subpoena for the tapes. And then I guess uh, Barry Goldwater, you know, told Nixon that uh, that he didn't have the support in, in the Senate for, for an impeachment, that right. he was going to be re- impeached. And then Nick, Nixon resigned. Uh, I remember watching him resign on TV. It was, it was quite a... Uh, a strange moment in history. Right. And um, there, there, well, one thing that I recall, and I wasn't alive during the Watergate, but okay. you know, I, I've heard about uh, the Watergate thing. And yeah. the the thing that sticks out is it was not the crime, it was the cover-up. Well, it was, mm-hmm. the Watergate was a lot more divisive. I mean, you think, you think things are divisive in America today. During that era in Watergate in the early 70s, the country was even more divided there was right. a generation gap that I don't think really exists today, and uh, the war, the Vietnam War. And when Nixon resigned the presidency, it really brought it was a, uh, brought the country to its knees, essentially. Uh, General Ford came in, immediately pardoned Nixon, and kind of had to kind of, you know, cobble the country back together. Right. And then we really didn't recover through the rest of the 70s. It kind of like that whole decade was like a lost decade. So you There's don't think Donald thing- Trump's going to make it four years? No, I think that when they, when they, um, the, 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 like I say, these uh, tax returns, there's so much information. It's like the tapes. There's going to be so mm-hmm. much info in these tax returns that are going to link him to Russian mobsters that he's going to, when, when it comes out, when, when, when they're going to get the tax returns, I think Trump will resign. So let, let me ask this question How will his tax returns link him to Russian mobsters? Well, they're going it, to, it's kind of, it's not, they won't directly link him, link him to it, but there's going to be certain information in those taxes. I mean, his taxes were like, you know, many, many thousands of pages, okay? And it won't, they'll, they'll be hidden in there, okay? But it, they'll be gone over. I mean, it's going to take a while. It took, it took a year and a half to get Nixon, okay? They started on Nixon in, 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 in about this time in 1973, and it wasn't until August of 74 when they finally concluded. It's about a year and a half. We're just starting on this this Trump investigation. This is going to go on for quite a while. Whatever, I'm kind of curious. Whatever happened to Hillary's emails? Is that like story just gone cold? Uh, well, Hillary's yeah, emails got released by the DOJ, and, and, and I think that there was stuff in there too. It's just that you you go after. I mean, the thing is, is Hillary. She's not. If she had become, I tell you what, if Hillary won the election, we would be. Hillary would be under investigation, and people would forget about Trump. It's the other way around now. Um, there was another. There was another case. I think. I, you know, especially Heather would want to know this. Uh, there was a woman um, who claimed that when she was 13 years old, that Trump raped her, violently raped her, and then threatened to kill her and her family if she told anybody, telling her that you know I'm a very important guy and I can I could do something like that. I could have people kill you and your family. So then she tried to sue Trump last year, and this, mysteriously she dropped the case. And I was always suspicious that Trump's people got to her and threatened her again. But she dropped the case, I think, in December. I don't doubt it. I mean, when you got that kind of, like, you know, money and you're dealing with, you know, yeah, corruption see, and stuff like that. I mean, those people, they don't have souls, you know. They're, well, well, he goes at, yeah. He, 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 he just, power. He just, 
He, he lies and he works through the courts and everything like that. And he's, he's like one of those people, you know, people like sue me and yeah, people do sue him. And then he's got like a whole battalion of lawyers that have all kinds of really creepy things to do to people to get them to drop their case. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean you got to you got to think too like look at Whitey Bulger for example. Like Whitey Bulger's <clears throat> brother was in politics. Like the crime that's in so, politics is just as bad for as people like people that don't live in the northeast. Yeah. Who is Whitey Bulger? He, everybody should know who Whitey Bulger is. Come on. And even if you're not in the northeast, he was picked up in California. He's some some mobster or something, isn't he? Yeah, he was yeah, like I, he was like never charged heard the name with like until I moved killing to like England. nineteen or thirty people. I don't know some crazy number of people. He was like a mobster, you know, mafia. Yeah. His brother Billy Bulger was the president of the Massachusetts State yeah. Senate. So right. and and they, and they have those political connections, and that's what kind of you know kind of rules the courts a lot of times, too. The gangs and the mafia infiltrated Massachusetts politics. Bill, comes down thank to. you for the call. <laughs> Your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. There's more on the Trump University lawsuit, uh, specifically because there was a court hearing today in San Diego. But during the last segment, uh, Whitey Bulger was mentioned. <laughs> and again... And I forget that not everybody is from New England. So right. like, that, I assume everybody a- knows who this like infamous crime bosses that's a name that i had never heard before moving to new hampshire five years ago yeah uh, you've actually pulled up a little bit of info on whitey bulger so just just to educate briefly. everybody else that's listening okay so james joseph whitey bulger is an american former organized crime boss of the winter hill gang in boston Federal prosecutors indicted Bulger for 19 murders based on grand jury testimony from Kevin Weeks and other former associates. Bulger is the brother of William Billy Bulger, which is the former president of the Massachusetts Senate. According to the FBI, Bulger served as an informant for the Federal Bureau of Investigation beginning in 1975. Bulger denies this. However, as a result, the Bureau largely ignored his organization in exchange for information about the inner workings of the rival Italian-American Patriarcha crime family. Beginning in 1997, the New England media exposed criminal actions by federal, state, and local law enforcement officials tied to Bulger. For the FBI especially, this caused great embarrassment. Bulger fled Boston and went into hiding on December 23rd, 1994, after being tipped off by his former FBI handler about a pending indictment under the RICO Act. So, Whitey Bulger, crime boss guy related to the uh, president president of of the the Massachusetts Massachusetts Senate, Senate. (laughs) an FBI agent tells Whitey Bulger, hey, the feds are after you. And then he disappears yep. for like 20 years. 
Yep, for 12 years and was 12. on the FBI okay. 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. So that's who Whitey Bulger is, if you didn't know. And that's why Massachusetts politics has so much corruption. Oh, the like, Massachusetts politics just, were corrupt a long time before I know, Whitey and it's Bulger just, was it's even It's just born. gotten worse. It's like you don't know who to trust anymore. It's like... I'm sure there's some good, you know, people like, I mean, I ran for office. I know some of my elected officials, they were nice people, I think, you know, but there's definitely because they're nice people. There's doesn't like, mean they're not, you know, I don't think all of them. Well, I don't think all of them are like corrupt as in like doing the like, you know, the dark stuff. But there there are people in the Massachusetts government still doing that to this day. I Certainly. mean, there's a lot of cover-up. Draval Patrick, I don't trust him as far as I can throw that guy. He's I the mean. governor of Massachusetts? He used to be. Not okay. anymore, thank God. God. Yeah, I have a hard enough time keeping track of all the people in <laughs> oh, New Hampshire and I could not stand Draval Patrick. One of the biggest pet peeves of mine, his first day in office, this was like just... It's irritating. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but he went out and spent like $10,000 on cur- like $10,000 curtains and like bought his wife like a new car. Like now, all of this just well, like, just went he, on like a shopping spree with tax dollars. Like that, your that first was going to be my question of was this tax dollars or was this no, it was tax dollars. Spending it was all over money. the news. Yeah. It was like, what? Like you've only been a lot. You've been in office how long? And you're like revamping your already like vamped up office, you know, like every that's what they do, though. There's so much. Like money, I think the annual budget was like thirty billion dollars in Massachusetts. So it's like every time you get a new governor or something, they all spend like all this kinds of money changing the curtains in their office because yeah, and happen- you know the thirty thousand dollar curtains last year weren't good enough. The same thing happens at the federal level to where new president comes in. Oh, we got to have a new rug with the. We got to change that statue seal. on the lawn. You know, it can't be an elephant. It's got to be a goat this year. So you know, just the, the things that these people spend money on is. And it's not their money. It's our money. It right. comes out of our paycheck. That's why they don't care how much they spend because it's not their money. I'll never forget. Like one of my things when I ran for office in 2014, I was like, you know, all of this money that they spend every year, we have like the the state capital looking like a castle. But then you go into the local public schools and there's like broken lockers, broken desks, like so many different places where you could see upgrades would be beneficial, but yet they wanted to spend $1 billion renovating the the political convention center in Boston. And it's like, you know, now, uh, were there broken lockers at Trump University <laughs> uh, that's not mentioned in the lawsuit. And the article from Reuters only mentions 3,700 students in the class action lawsuit USA Today says that it was 6,000 students from Trump University, again, spending upwards of $35,000 to be taught Trump's uh, investment secrets from hand-picked instructors. Trump later admitted that they were not hand-picked. That was Sells Puffery. The lawsuit alleges that, uh, and where is... The quote here, uh, the lawsuit alleged that Trump University offered seminars that were more like infomercials that were pressuring the customers or, as he liked to call them, students to just keep spending more money. Just 
keep giving out, buy another seminar, buy another seminar. And they never <laughs> even delivered on any of the investment secrets. I just realized puffery is actually a word. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman called the real estate program a fraud from the beginning to the end. He said in a statement at the time that he had sued Trump for swindling thousands of innocent Americans out of millions of dollars. Today, that all changes. That sounds like puffery. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely puffery. But you know, I'm going to be using this they, word they don't all the time now. It, they don't call it puffery <laughs> when politicians do it. Only when you know some sales guy does it in an act of. By definition, fraud. puffery means exaggerated or false praise. So yes, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got Mark calling in from Wyoming. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, I was. Uh, I know uh, neither of you two were there uh, yesterday on the on the conversation, but there was a, a thing about, about the. Uh, the, the the communists or the socialists who were running around calling themselves rednecks. I heard something about this. I, I was in the next room for part of the conversation, but I, I wasn't fully paying attention. Uh, but go ahead yeah. with your thought. Well, you know that their whole claim is that the uh, the redneck thing came out of uh, came out of like the sort of leftist like working class you know movement. Um, I was thinking that we should uh, we should start all wearing a uh, yellow neckerchief call ourselves the yellow the yellow necks you know <laughs> like for for capitalism instead of socialism you know because they're like say they're putting the red back in back ah in okay okay now yeah. i get you uh so, so when, when you say the the yellow uh neck thing are, are you talking about uh like what what was that thing that mr like, furley used to wear on three's company i've never seen three's company <laughs> me either <laughs> Oh, I'm dating yeah. myself here, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's, like a, but, it's, like a, it's like, yeah, bandana. Make it a yellow bandana. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this was not a bandana. This was uh, some kind of weird puffy tie thing. It's got a name. A cravat? No. Uh, I, I'll have to try pulling it up uh, during the top of the hour. But I, I know that there's a name for the thing. Uh, but it's just some weird sort of puffy necktie thing that doesn't get tied like a regular necktie. But I hate neckties anyway uh, yes. because I, I used to work security and I had you know too many people in the psych ward just try to grab the necktie. <laughs> even though the neckties that they had us wear were the breakaway kind so that somebody could not choke you. But I've had just too many people attempt to choke me with a necktie, which is why I don't oh, wear one. Anyway, I don't know that yellow is my color anyway, so... Yeah, me either. <laughs> Mark, right. any any well, further thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, another comment from yesterday is there was a guy who was calling up and asking Jay about how to uh, make a living outside the system and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a really good book by Taryn Lupo called How to Make a Living Outside the System, uh, your guide to starting a black market business. And uh, so... You know that's a short book, and he can read that. It it tell it has a it advocates the poison dart frog strategy. The what? Poison dart, the poison frog, dart strategy. frog strategy. Can you yeah, summarize that very quickly? Yeah, it's basically uh, make yourself as open, visible, like advertised as possible, saying that you're doing it outside the system. 
basically taunting the uh, the government to basically come for you. And then the fact that you're so well known as doing it for this reason, they're actually left you to do so. Gotcha. Mark, thank you for uh-huh. the call. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie. But branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, kicking off our number two. Chris, thanks for joining. Just show up whenever. It's the least I could do, and I do mean that. It was literally the least I could do. In studio, it's Daryl. And Heather. And Chris. Finally. Now it feels Chris like here. all is right in the world now that Chris is really? here. You know, it was kind of nice because as we were waiting for the tow truck and waiting for the tow truck, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to listen to some free talk live. So I was listening to the show, and I thought How'd it was we pretty. Do? That was pretty interesting. I would like to have been here for the uh, caller who was talking about um, Nixon and Watergate because I kind of I was young during that, but oh, I yeah, do you remember were in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, getting your graduate degree. <laughs> <laughs> no, my children were in college getting their graduate degree. Uh, yeah, but that really was an interesting period in. Uh, I thought history. you went back to college when Would you, you were like agree 75. That? Would you agree that like the country back then is more divided than it is today? It was very polarized. I don't know if I would say... What were the two polarizing if, topics? Like, uh, it was the, uh, the hard right, uh, which was very much uh, pro-war. You just had a much more anti-war uh, sentiment that I think... Uh, and then about that same time, there was... Still a lot of racial tension in parts yeah. of the country sure. with integration happening. I don't know if it was really integration, but it was it was back then it was quote unquote the blacks, and that's that's my take on it. That's not my feeling on it. Right. But you know, even in these, you know, small towns, rural America, flyover country, you know, the horrible crime that permeates the cities, you know, that was still seen somewhat racially. Uh, and not not completely accurately um but but it was you know those were the enemies of of the hard right the the nixon and i say hard right it really wasn't that hard they did a lot of really socialist things during those years of course and you know there's big government things that get done by both major political parties and uh there was the guy that called in about the the rednecks that apparently are wearing red uh, necktie things, and he suggested maybe you know the the uh, supporters of free market should start wearing yellow. And I asked, you know, like the Mister Furley thing, and I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> the Ascot, cr- right? And I, I had also, said, also called a cravat. Cravat, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Not they, a- it's that weird puffy sort of thing that kind of looks like a scarf, but it's not a scarf. It looks like a man wearing a scarf. Yeah, yeah it does. I'm just going to stick with that. So let's go to the phones. We've got Sarah calling in from <laughs> Albuquerque. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yes, uh, 
Yes. Did you know that we killed uh, 6,000 pedestrians last year? Why did you kill 6,000 pedestrians? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you say we, and I had nothing to do Me with that. Me either. Well, I mean, uh, nationwide, collectively, uh, that's how many pedestrian, pedestrians were killed. And so it was uh, actually the worst record in decades. I don't know if it's uh, three decades, four decades. But it was on the NPR News uh, this morning. So, uh, what do you feel about that? Well, I think compared to a lot of different ways that people die, like heart disease, cancer, chronic lower respiratory disease, accidents, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, I think those numbers probably pale. But I don't think it's a good thing. I don't like to see people die. My thoughts on that are, as I remember, actually, I think it was one day I was driving to driving into Free Talk Live here and I heard on the radio they had said that most pedestrian deaths happen in parking lots, like grocery store parking lots, mall parking lots. Interesting. Like yeah. the, like uh, I, people get that. backed the, up and into the parking spaces. So that's like the most dangerous place to be a pedestrian is in a right, parking because lot. Because parking lots don't have, for the most part designated walking areas. No, and, and literally just last week. cars. Right. Just last week, a woman almost backed into my friend and her daughter. We were walking out of Shaw's in Hillsborough. And- yeah, and speaking of backing up, I've heard a statistic that the vast majority of accidents in parking lots are because someone was backing up. Mm-hmm. It is the one place that I am most paranoid driving. Like, if I'm on a city street or I'm on a highway, I'm not really concerned but put me in like a Walmart parking lot and yeah. my head is swiveling. It's like the exorcist. It's <laughs> nearly spinning around in circles. And then so many businesses, Sarah, thank you for the call. So many businesses just want to try fitting as many people into the parking lot as possible. That Have you noticed that the parking spaces seem to be smaller now than they were exactly. 20 years ago? Yeah. So, you know, you've got these parking spaces that are smaller, and they're not slanted. If you're going to make a smaller parking space, have it slanted to where you don't have to do this weird 90-degree angle to turn in. Right. Some parking lots you- have so many different signs, too. It used to be like you could either park in this one or there's handicapped. Now there's like... Handicap, reserved, private, expecting mamas. mothers. Expecting like- mothers. <gasps> and then the expecting mother, it doesn't say pregnant females. So any woman that expects to at some point, I expect to tie one well, on see, tonight. I'm like, there even is if a chance. I'm not expecting, I could pull in, and what are they going to do? Ask to see my ultrasound? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Be that's like, a that's I a freebie right there. If you're female. <laughs> yeah, you're 84 years old. Don't tell me what I can do. <laughs> I plan on adopting. So, yeah, you know, signs are confusing, but parking lots are just, you know, they're, they're those You can identify where, as an expecting I, mom. I, I always try to find a pull-through spot. Yeah, I, I think do that way I don't Massachusetts. have to back up. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. And and now, I mean, and, and with cars come in all sizes. And it, God forbid, if you drive like a tiny car, the only spot left is between two SUVs. Oh, and, okay, I'm just going to... Pray have when you I back noticed, up. Have you noticed that a lot of uh, parking lots now have compact car parking? Right. Oh, no, and those, those spots are even smaller than the regular. Exactly. 
For your matchbox toys you bought in Walmart. I honestly, though, think in Massachusetts, if you were like a man and you were like, oh, I I identify as an expecting mom, like you could get away with that in court. (laughs) I've been called a mother. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. Dave calling in from New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, boys and girls. I have uh, some positive news from New Hampshire there is a, a free stater who sits on the board of the, the, the school board at Croydon, New Hampshire, and I think he's intermittently been the president of the school board or the chair or something like that. Jody? Yeah, Jody Underwood. Yep. And I just read that apparently they've managed to cut, I mean, this isn't earth-shaking, but they've managed to cut their budget by 2.5%, which is, we you know, in most school districts are raising their budgets everywhere in the world. So right. let, let, me ask, let, let me ask this question, and I, I would not be doing my uh, you know journalistic duty if I did not. Is this an actual cut, or is this a cut from a proposed increase? Because we know that governments like to say, we cut this by 3% because it was expected to increase by 5 but now it's only increasing by 2 I don't think that's the case, but yeah. I could be missing something. I haven't looked that closely into it. The uh, The background here is that Croydon is also the school district who's sort of challenging this idea that kids have to go to government schools. They've, had, they've been sending some of their kids to a private school or at least allowing some sort of school choice, I guess, and they've had right, a big right. fight with the state uh, over that. Croydon, I, don't know, I don't know what the latest... Croydon is one of the cities or towns where they don't actually have a school past i think eighth grade so they would have to send their students somewhere else anyway at a certain age and they were allowing parents to send the children to a private school instead of to one of the neighboring municipalities government-run schools right and that's run into some legal problems and they got a good deal on it. That's that's the whole thing. And as far as the budgets go, one thing I do like about New Hampshire, because Dave are uh, and and I live uh, kind of north of Keene, but you're about halfway between Keene and Croydon, something like that. But our school budget went down too, um, and it is pretty easy to see. You can look at last year's actual budget, uh, not the spend, but the actual right. budget. That's how much you're going to get taxed for. Dave, hold your thoughts. I think you might have more. And I definitely want to talk about this idea of budgets and are things actually cuts? 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. And Heather. And Chris. And we'll get back to the phones in just a moment. But want to make sure that I tell you about Bitcoin.com. They're of the opinion that the current Bitcoin Core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with the vision of Satoshi Nakamoto. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it's necessary to to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash BTC instead of r slash Bitcoin and by running Bitcoin Unlimited 
you're casting a vote against the current development team. You can learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. Back to the phones. Dave in New Hampshire, uh, you had mentioned one of the school districts here in New Hampshire. Uh, some good news. Their school budget has decreased by 2.5%, and that is an actual decrease, not one of these weird governmental uh trickery sort of things to where it's an increase but they call it a decrease because it's less than what they projected and uh, the the reason i had asked about you know is this an actual decrease because here in Keene, where i live where the show is originating from the school board likes to do this thing to where they have the what's called the default budget right that is, you know, say 2% higher, and that, well, the proposed budget is $1.5 million less than the default, so we cut a million and a half out of the budget. Okay, I can talk a little bit about default budgets in New Hampshire, and it's kind of a New Hampshire-specific thing, but what the default budget begins with is last year's budget, okay? Mm -hmm. So if last year's budget was $30 million, then the default budget is $30 million Plus, plus a couple adjustments, and those adjustments are or due to increases. subtracting a Inflation. couple other adjustments. You, well, you get to choose. Well, that there's an or, not an and. Right, but we, let me let me at least speak at the town level. The okay. town level doesn't have any control over what the default budget is. We are given that number by DRA or the Department of Revenue Administration. It's not one of those things that we could sit there and go, well, I want to do it this way to make well, us look better. But or... actually, I, I hurt because there's a bill working its way through the legislature now to change that or to an and. Gotcha. To where there were people testifying that towns absolutely certainly do sit there and do some trickeration. I don't know how to they where, do it. Uh, you know, there, there's certain things of if this expenditure is not expected to repeat, then you don't add it. But sometimes there are... Well, we might wind up in five years having to spend this again, so right. let's add it in anyway. Gotcha. Well, I, I see do what think you're that saying. even if you had a school where like the budget was thirty million dollars and every dollar of that was being used, the next year because of, you know, inflation and government regulations, you know, like you have a, a factory that makes pencils, right? Now all the workers gotta get paid minimum wage. So guess what? The cost of the pencils is gonna go up. Sure. So now you have that same $30 million, but it's only going to get you so many pencils because the costs of everything have gone up, you know, with the... Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of the of the opinion that, okay, if costs go up, say, for heating oil, which yeah. would have been a big hit, or, you know, oil right. costs mm-hmm. in general, uh, okay, then we you really... You still got to heat the schools. Right. Then you need to find your waste because there's, there's plenty of waste in your mm-hmm. budget right. and in how you operate to cover that. So. And yeah. one of the arguments that they make, again... Uh, in keen is well we have to increase spending because we don't get as much money from the state because we have fewer students yeah dave (laughs) any more thoughts on this well actually uh not so much on croydon but i have a couple of pieces of budget uh, news or discussion from from the state level the the uh the the, you know this new republican governor was going to have a, it seems like the original budget, they was, they was going to raise spending a couple of percent. 
which I thought was scandalous. <laughs> but now, apparently, according to the Girard at Large show, they've just thrown in an additional billion in spending, and now the governor's budget is about a 7% increase with a disproportionate amount of law enforcement increase. Okay. So, uh, it's, to me, it's a vindication for those of us who, who voted for Max Abramson, the Libertarian, because uh, we just didn't trust that Sununu would would really be a small government guy. Right, but, and I, I remember just a couple days ago, somebody posted a link to one of these proposals, and they're like, uh, you know, he's wanting to raise the budget by X million dollars. I thought Republicans supported small government, and my response was, only when they're not in power. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Dave, thanks yeah. for the call. Uh, 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 am I still on? Yeah, you're still on. Do, do you have a final oh, thought? I was going to say that the, 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 a silver lining in that, though, is that like, the system is so accessible here that I was able to confront one of the governor's people about it in person, and I was also able to confront his budget architect on the radio when he was... Uh, uh, appearing on a radio show, so I, I haven't done I haven't done zero about this, right? And I know that you don't do zero. You do a lot, and people can find you at RidleyReport.com. Correct, RidleyReport.com. Dave, thanks for the call. Let's go to Rex calling in from New Jersey. Rex, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hi guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for the. Thank you for having me on the line. Yep, go uh, ahead with your thought, thoughts. Uh, oh, I just thought uh, we could talk about the flat Earth a little bit. I don't know if you guys. Uh, really <laughs> That's Chris's favorite topic. subject. <laughs> I I love the idea of a flat Earth. What yeah. would make things on, so simple? What What are your thoughts on the donut Earth theory, to where the Earth is flat, round, and hollow all at the same time? You know, uh, I haven't looked into the hollow earth enough. It doesn't seem to me to have a lot there. I can't discount it necessarily because I really haven't looked into it. And as far as the uh, donut, as far as it being flat and round like a coin, yeah, with Antarctica around the edge and all that. Okay. Um, But what do you guys make of all the the media well, with the, the way they cover it lately, like Bill Maher, Tosh.0, Jimmy Kimmel. What, the flowers? I, 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 I haven't yeah, followed this. Yeah, was, but I, I do have a question for you, and this has kind of been brewing in my mind for the last few weeks, and it turns out a few people have done it already, but I think I want to do it too. I would like to do a Kickstarter or GoFundMe to uh, sponsor an expedition to The Edge, uh, travel down to Antarctica, keep going until go. keep going until we get to the edge of the ice wall, and take some kind of a selfie there, demonstrating that it finally has been located, found, and then You're problem solved. Have to be familiar. No, yeah, I can Are already. Are you familiar with the Antarctic Treaty? My whole with the fifty nations that have signed on to that. To well, I, I hope to limits for everybody else. That's okay. I hope to raise at least a million dollars, and have I have to. lots of. Wait, let me share my thought real quick. I have a friend of mine, right? Him and his, he goes to college. They built a carbon fiber rocket, right? And it was recently reached a max altitude of 144,000 feet. So it broke the world record for the highest performing student designed rocket. It had a camera on it. So you can see the earth is round. Hold your thoughts, Rex. We'll be back. This (laughs) is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Ross Ulbricht was convicted in early 2015 of running the infamous Silk Road Underground Market. 
The Silk Road was a gift to humanity and helped reduce the harms brought on by drug prohibition. For this good deed, Ross has been sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. Now, an appeal is Ross's only chance, and he needs your support. Please visit freeross.org, where you can contribute via various methods, including Bitcoin. Visit freeross.org. That's freeross.org. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Daryl. And Heather. And Chris. And we've got a flat earther on the line, or at least somebody that I (laughs) suspect to be a flat earther. He asked, have you ever heard of the Antarctic Treaty? Yep. Yes. Yes, I have. So Uh, that treaty... It allows for scientific discovery of Antarctica. It prohibits colonization and bans military activity on the continent. That's what the Antarctic Treaty Wait, does. Wait, can I say my, can I can I repeat my little my little note here? Uh, is it about Antarctica? No. <laughs> then we will go to Rex, who is calling in You're from New on. Jersey. Rex, go ahead with your thoughts. Thank you. Um, you say there's a video of uh, a rocket. You know, anything to put this to bed would be thankful to anybody because a lot of people finding all this new information, it contradicts or goes against what the globe says. They want to put it to rest. So anything you can lend to that. Oh, yeah. It's cool. You can go on YouTube. It's called Fathom. Okay. There's, it's called Fathom 2 like Roman numerals, raw video. So basically what it is, is it's a carbon fiber rocket that his research lab launched. And it says it reached a max altitude of 144,000 feet uh, and broke the world record for the highest performing student design build rocket in the world. Now, mind you, this is my friend Merritt. He's out in California and he's a libertarian. So he's like, Hates not, government. Probably not a government. Stage. No, he he. I met him. Uh, I met him on tour with Adam Kokesh. So, <laughs> um, he's super awesome, and like it just goes to show you that you know libertarians were. There's all kinds of us. You know, some of us are rocket scientists. You know, and um, the flat Earth thing totally debunks because there's this cool freaking video attached to this rocket, and it's like you just see it going up in the clouds, and all of a sudden it's just like floating in orbit, and you can like see the Earth, and it's. It's like one minute it's on the ground, the next minute it's in space. You know what I mean? So it's you Fathom can't... two raw video. I'm 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 looking it up because I look up every single possible thing you can look up on this flat earth because it's uh, and to be honest, it's like uh, it it's, how could it continue for this long? And and why don't uh, why don't any of the media that talk down on it? Why don't they ever have a flat earther on the show well, to talk about it? The way they cover it with such condescending ridicule. Not not actually having a real conversation. Well, I've I've looked so at ton, ton, tons Rex, and tons we're, of we're video. We're trying to have a real conversation with yeah. you, but I think what my Do point that? is is let's let's actually let's take this one step beyond. Let's travel, and I I promise let's you, I I can let's do a go. a go. Everybody f- wants to go. Right. I just well, got my passport. I, I think you know you could get enough people to fund the thing, you know, and it could be a GoFundMe that could. It might take two or three or four years to go, but let's get a a million, two million dollars raised, and let's let's get a real expedition going. Scientific reason that that fits the treaty perfectly, 
and we will uh, do a charter. And is there any reason why it couldn't be by aircraft? I'm not sure what the, I, to, to my understanding, it's off limits from the Antarctic Treaty. Okay. Well, I, 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 it's only off limits to colonization and military so activity. Fly, anybody can anybody can fly that now. Well, now. what I do know is there are commercial entities, and I looked these up after uh, a last conversation that was similar to this, where you can uh, hire, and it costs like 55000 bucks for one person, uh, but they will get you down to Antarctica, and then you will get on another plane, and they will fly you to within 20 clicks of the South Pole, and then you ski the rest of the way, like cross-country ski. And there's an actual uh, a research center that is very, very close to the South Pole, the true South Pole. So I figure it's only got to be, like, what, another 20, 30 clicks to the edge if there is an edge. Ugh, so God. so that's what I'm saying is, is why can't... And I'm- and why haven't uh, hasn't somebody taken taken this expedition? And also to people that support the theory of the flat Earth, are you willing to put your money where your mouth is? Are you willing to pitch in and raise the money to do Absolutely. this? Absolutely, there's 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 flat Earthers trying to do the same exact thing. Um, and uh, I'm going to have to call definite fisheye lens on this video that you recommended because the earth's going inward and outward on a concave lens so that's uh not debunked at all well, there's a couple I'm other videos the rocket too. didn't go up at one hundred forty-four thousand. sure it looks like it did that but the sun surely doesn't appear 93 million miles away in this video that i'm watching right. and the land goes con- concave like a concave lens i mean so that launch should have really a different have a type of lens too much to be talking so down on it. That's what I mean. Everybody seems to talk so down on this. I mean, my 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 friend it. my friend's a rocket scientist. This isn't his first. Do you know what I mean? Like this is like what he does for a that's living a, is like study space and like the planet. You know. And, and the reason I that, tend that to be. I'm not saying there's not rocket scientists. I'm just saying. But he's an expert in the industry. Are stuff. you going to, like, like where is a credible flat earther, right, that has gone to a university and, and, and studied this stuff and, like, you know, not somebody that's just reading different articles on the internet or, you know, reading article like, treaties about Antarctica? About like, where is somebody that Mark actually Sergeant studied astronomy and, like, well, all how- of these things you right know? or Mark somebody Sargent and eric dubay take on neil tyson and uh neil degrasse tyson and bill nye and we can settle this all well how, 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 how about me I, two people hold on who were the two people that you mentioned before you near, yeah. neil tyson? wait who Mark? are the two credible flat earthers that have oh there's he gave two names no, but Mark i'm sergeant is one is of them credible what's who, credible is nasa credible who is mark sergeant you mentioned mark sergeant who is he made he? a video about you guys yeah, the other th- day. this was he. I found you guys through him on YouTube. He's, a, he's one of the leading flat earthers. Remember the caller last week who was talking about flat uh-huh. earth? He had mentioned Mark Sargent. That's how I knew the name, and I, I looked into it there. So yeah. forget about I mean, Neil guys- deGrasse Tyson. How about me? I worked in satellite communications. Okay. Does does that qualify me as having some understanding of at least Absolutely. the theory of a round earth? Absolutely. Does sure, it qualify yeah. me to say that if the earth is flat... Everything I worked with daily for years doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? <laughs> How do you know you aren't communicating with um, antennas on the tops of buildings? 
because... Were you ever at a satellite launch? Did you see one go up in the air yourself? Without going into the details of my clearance, I can assure you that I have intimate deta- intimate understanding of how these things work. Okay, and that's, that's what we're... So we're left with faith with you, faith of something you can't bring back. We're just supposed to believe... Like, yeah. what, what, what is his motive for lying? Yeah, like, that's, you know that's what I, mean? what I don't understand. I'm not saying he has a motive. But the yeah, I think it, flat earthers are just upset because they don't have the clearance to know everything they want to know, so they start making oh, so up all you of have these. To have clearance. So to hold know on, the flat hold earth on. is real. You have to have Rex, clearance. Rex, let me, let me ask this question: What <laughs> difference does it make if the Earth is round, flat, a square? If it looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, if it's actually a turtle, <laughs> okay. what difference does I'll it answer. make? I'll answer. What difference does it make? NASA's budget is $20 billion roughly a year. The moon landings are not true. People's reality is funked up. There could be more land beyond the edge. There's supposed that maybe there's an edge, maybe there's a wall. Have you ever? It continues to going. Hold on, but that doesn't. They're hiding the true, their big bang theories out the window with the flat earth. So Mm -hmm. there's a way to hide God, it's a way to hide true true reality. So Mm -hmm. there's plenty of motive behind it. But why? Why even bother looking at all the motives? Let's just look at all the evidence. That's what I'm we, trying no, to do. We don't ex, we don't experience spinning. They tell us we spin. We don't experience um, flying through space or and and there's supposedly a so-called pendulum that goes around. I guarantee you, like, there's going to be, within the next, like, century, there's going to be, like, rocket ship tours into space, okay? Mark my words. Hold on, Rex. I think you've got more, and this is probably against my better judgment, but hold on. We'll bring you back. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Ask a flat earther. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got a flat earther on the line. <laughs> I, 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 Sometimes when you say that, you make it sound like a derogatory term. We have a caller who's interested in speaking about the theory of the flat earth versus the spherical earth. And he seems to be someone who believes that the earth is flat. Uh, he has some reasons that he believes it. Uh, one of those reasons is NASA has a large budget, and I don't think that NASA should even exist as a Antarctica. federal agency. That's the other reason. Actually, you can visit Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, the people that believe in flat Earth often say you can't, but I'm actually looking at a travel agency right now that has... A variety of tours to Antarctica that range from $7,000 to $13,000. That's pretty affordable. The ones I was looking at were, like I said, 55000 to get you to the South Pole. Uh, well, these don't get you to the South Pole. They right. will you know, take you to some of the uh, science stations right. on Antarctica. Uh, and again, they range from like 11 days to 20 days, all leaving out of Buenos Aires. Uh, your travel to Buenos Aires is not included here. Uh, and one of the questions is, do the tours take us on shore? 
The Zodiac takes travelers on excursions from the ship to the shore. You'll have the option of going to research stations, penguin colonies, and pebble beaches. You can also stay on the vessel if you don't feel like going out that day. So you actually can travel to Antarctica. Uh, Let's bring Rex back on. Rex, you're back on Free Talk Live. And you were explaining some of the reasons you believe that uh, various people might be lying about the Earth being flat. Are you there, Rex? I don't know what happened. I think we... Oh, oh, there you are. You're there. Hi, guys. Yeah, so you you were explaining why you think that people might be lying about the Earth being flat, and part of that was... NASA guys, has a large budget. This, these tours, these tours you're talking about. Yeah, they let you go to three guided tours. They don't let you just walk around the continent as you wish. Well, they don't let they take you to your three places. You can go see the penguins. You can see the research center. I'm surprised you guys don't. Well, like, that's what I mean to talk so down on something and to not just know because these I don't. Like, these are all covered. If you look into the flat uh, Earth, like deeply, all of this is covered. Hold on. So now, now you're admitting that people can go to can Antarctica. Go to, uh, Earlier, you, you Antarctica. said you could they not. No, I didn't. I said you cannot take a uh, his one million dollar GoFundMe and go off with hundreds of or thousands of people to go off wherever you feel like going to, well, I mean, to look over the, the, the. I said you couldn't do that. Oh. I didn't say. Okay, you well, go to the three destinations. That I mean, they you could always you to go. go to college and be a part of the people that control this stuff. You know, like. Uh, you could you like you a if you're a flat if you're a flat earther and you're interested in finding out if the earth is round or flat then why not go to get a higher education in that area of research Okay. And I, I'm going to put a, a plug out there. Do that, or you could just look at the information. You don't on really what? Like, if you don't, try, you, you don't trust that the government, you think the government's lying about the world being flat, then you think the government's you think gonna, the government you're going to trust that anything? all the information you need to prove that? lies about almost everything. The government controls okay, the not, web not, not the Not the space part of the government, right? space part of the government never lies about anything. <laughs> right. But, but government doesn't control what people think about whether the earth is round or flat so i'm in addition to have worked in satellite communications i'm also a ham radio operator and i do things like earth moon earth communications and i i talk to satellites and, and i use satellites okay flat earthers are ham radio communicators okay um, so also i'd like to throw out a website called icetrek.com i-c-e-t-r-e I-C-E-T-R-E-K dot com. Trek, okay. Yep, and they do uh, a, a variety of South Pole extreme ski expeditions, South Pole uh, aircraft expeditions. There, there are people that climb that mountain. And that's what the, I'm saying. Yeah. Know, near the South Pole. But my point is, is, you know, go fund me, send me your money, and if you guys uh-huh. find the, the edge of the earth, then you keep the other half of whatever it costs to get there. And if you don't find the edge of the earth, I think me, as the one who came what? up with the idea, should keep the 500000 extra or whatever that, that it happens to be. That idea has been raised by many people. Um, lots of flat earthers are trying to do the same exact thing. I appreciate you bringing it up, and that's a good idea. I think so, too. That's what we too. need to do. So, Rex, will, I mean, will you take a call? Of, let's, let's keep going in the right direction. 
What well, do you, you guys make of the, the media blitz on this in the last month, though? I don't know what media blitz you're yeah, talking about. I have about. no idea what you're talking about. I don't you, own okay, a television. Well, I'll tell you about it. It's been, it's been a New York Post article. It was mentioned on Howard Stern for a few minutes. It was on Sports Nation due to Kyrie Irving. It was on Tosh.0 for four minutes. That's Bill Maher show. had a six, <laughs> a six minutes about it on Politically Incorrect. Jimmy Kimmel asked Dave Chappelle about the flat earth. So that's all within the last three weeks. That's a media blitz. You it's, think it's, it's because funny. Shaq came it's out and said that the earth is flat? Everybody real damage control because everybody's catching on to the flat earth. Everybody knows. <laughs> I, I don't but think is that everybody is catching on. Rex, will you take a question from a caller? Absolutely. All Absolutely. right. Let's bring Greg on. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Do you have a question for Rex? Who believes in a flat earth? Hello, Greg. Hi, Greg. You're on Free Talk Live. Do you have a question for Rex, the flat earther? Doesn't sound like it, Greg. Uh, yeah, Thank folk you. Folk called pendulum, yeah. The the It'll, pendulum. Okay. Uh something about a pendulum. Yes, folk called pendulum. It supposedly shows the motion of the earth by spinning around. However, if you go and, and tap a tap a table with a glass of water on it that the water is completely still and if you tap it the lightest bit the water moves from the tap but it's not moving the rest of the time so pendulum keeps it all moving okay that's all i'm saying but what's your question uh he did not have a yeah. question i i thought his question was about a pendulum so are you oh, saying okay. that water never moves because every time i've ever gone to the ocean the water moves a lot sloshes back of course and forth. no i didn't say water doesn't move i said if a water's sitting in a cup on your table it's not moving true okay so if you tap the table you'll see the water like jurassic park with the with the thing walking and it made the water uh move in the cup so okay but why why would the Earth's motion move a pendulum around, but well, not water? That's but the but it's not like you make the slightest movement on that table that water moves. I don't. But it's completely still. I don't have an opinion on that, but I do have a question. I'm do not sure I've ever asked. Go in and out. I mean, is that not water moving? What? I've I've never asked a flat earther this question, but how does uh, a flat Earth work with gravity? So the theory gravity of gravity. Tends to be, you know, it's it's based on mass. That's our belief that mass ex- exerts a force that we yeah, see as gravity. Absolutely. If the Earth were flat and thin, um, how does that, or does that just mean our measurements are off? No, flat Earthers don't really. Um, the main flat Earth uh, thing is we don't really believe in gravity. Okay. Gravity is not a not pulling everything to the center of a ball like a basketball. Right. would pull water and land to it. It's just a flat, motionless plane. And what makes it, you know, it's density and buoyancy. So, like, a helium balloon goes up, but we're kept on the ground. Everything else is kept on the ground. It's Why? more dense. So like, you drop Why? a brick in water, it goes all the way down. Why? It's yeah. more dense. Why does the balloon go up if there's gravity? But that, isn't because that the whole point of, of... It's lighter than air. Yeah, it's lighter. It's lighter weight. It's air. the okay. weight's getting pulled and down. It's less dense than air, so it goes up. What do you need gravity for? 
I've never been asked that question, I can honestly say. <laughs> so I, I've got they another question. Right? I, I've got Dancer. another question. Everything's Dancer. Dancer well, how do you explain magnets, this? though? Two magnets that stick together? That's not a gravitational pull? That's not. That's, that's a magnet. Not a that's just two magnetism. dense things just that's happening what, that's to... What, that's what the world is. That's what... The world probably goes on it. I don't have it. I don't have every answer. I'm just looking yeah. for so, it. Yeah. Rex, I, I've got another question for you. Uh, we're almost out of time for the hour. Uh, are the other planets in the solar system also flat? Um, wouldn't know to, to what they are. However, Is there a they're probably not spherical terraform of planets that you can land on like in matt when matt damon flies to mars that's all propaganda that can't happen it's that, that, that was a movie like tom no. sawyer i understand what you're saying a team yeah i understand i know it's a movie and it's not happened yet i know that i'm just right. saying my, that's all my question so you, we all accept the mission to mars when it happens in 10 years my, my question was if the you earth is flat is it, why are, are the, the other planets, planets not why are the other planets not? Yes. Um, the other planets aren't even, like we don't, we understand them as planets that you can like land on and stuff. But Rex, thank you for the call. This is Free Talk Live, eight fifty five four fifty free. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, that's 855-450-3733, kicking off our number three and changing gears, uh, going to be talking about asset forfeiture in studio. It's Daryl. And Heather. And Chris. And Chris has that story from the Washington Post about this wonderful form of theft that is called asset forfeiture yeah and maybe we could talk a little bit about what asset civil asset forfeiture is so at a very high level and feel free to throw in your thoughts guys but it's (sighs) when the police suspect that criminal activity is going on and they may under u.s law seize assets that they believe may have been involved in a potential crime uh, that or they, maybe the gains of that they think may have or might in the future be connected to something that's a illegal. good point that's a good uh, point there, there was a case that the u.s supreme court recently refused to hear involving a man and his mother who had I, I believe it was two hundred and ten thousand dollars seized. Uh, house was sold. He had the receipt, the bill of sale, and the money. He was driving across the country, and he gets pulled over. Uh, cop says, "I want to search your car," and he says, "Not without a warrant." And the cop, you know, well, my dog says that there's drugs, and right. all right, so you're the one talking to a dog. Uh, and cop does the search, finds the money. They seize the money using asset forfeiture, 
nobody was charged with a crime in the uh, in connection with this money. Just we think it may have been used to uh, sell drugs, or it was going to be used to buy drugs. In either case, it's ours now. Right. The mother filed a suit saying, you know, you had no right to even do the search, let alone seize this. And basically the courts said, no, we can do whatever we want. We believe that you have not proven that the money was not connected to illegal activity or Mm -hmm. was going to be used to conduct illegal activity. So therefore it is ours. And that's That's civil forfeiture. right, Right. And that's the big issue is that they can make the accusation, they can seize the property, whether it's money or land or cars or boats or whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. and then the burden of proof is upon you yeah. to prove that this isn't that, so, which is right. just and, insanity. Yeah, so it's like if you ha- if, if you pulled over a car, right, with civil asset forfeiture, let's say they had $20,000, and that's it. They just had 20000 in cash. And then the cops assume that it's because of you know, drugs or something criminal. Yep. Whereas criminal asset forfeiture would be like if you got pulled over and had 20 pounds of marijuana and $20,000 in cash, they're going to take the cash uh, and seize it because they're going to associate it with the well, crime that criminal they're going to be charging you with, Criminal right? asset forfeiture also requires a criminal conviction. Right. So they can't just... But that would be a criminal seizure, I guess. And it becomes forfeited upon a conviction, right? Uh, they can't actually do the forfeiture, the seizure or the forfeiture uh, proceedings until a criminal conviction under criminal no, asset because forfeiture. if you get pulled over, they can impound your car. They can take your car that's as evidence. evidence. Yeah, impounding. That's not, that's not seizing. Right. That's holding as evidence. There's a legal distinction okay. between yeah. the two. But in either case, yeah, so Daryl brings up a case where it was a couple hundred thousand dollars, and, you know, there's been other cases where people have had, like, their hotel seized, you know, and it was worth $500 million. Here's the headline, though. Since 2007, the DEA has taken $3.2 billion in cash from people not charged with a crime. Let me reemphasize that. Three point two billion from billion people with a B. Wait, they took somebody's whole hotel, like their their yeah. whole business. Oh yeah, oh, that's a so whole they, can, they can be All like, the oh, we think you're, yeah, we think you're doing drugs out of, you're selling drugs out of your business, in, in so that, we're just going to take your whole business. In that particular case, it's because they had uh, four or five arrests over five or ten years of people who were selling drugs in this hotel you know, or I, met I think there. All there right, was, so it was nuts. Here's if there's any DEA agents listening. I'm going to give you a tip, and I, I don't do this very often. Every McDonald's in the country has drug deals that happen every single day. Start seizing McDonald's. Okay, so to get into this story, we'll have more to talk about as we get through it. The Drug Enforcement Administration takes billions of dollars in cash from people who have never been charged with criminal activity, according to a report issued today by the Justice Department's Inspector General. Since 2007, the report found the DEA had seized more than $4 billion in cash from people suspected of involvement with the drug trade. Suspected, not convicted, not charged. Had seized more than $4 billion in cash from people suspected of involvement with the drug trade, but 81% of those seizures, totaling $3.2 billion, 
were conducted administratively, meaning no civil or criminal charges were brought against the owners of the cash, and no judicial review of the seizures ever occurred. Right, and that's because in order to have a judicial review, because they don't say uh, United States federal government v. Chris Reitman's $20,000, they say United States federal government v. $20,000, right. and then it's incumbent upon you to file a suit saying, that's mine, I then want to spend a bunch of money on court fees and lawyers to try to get my $20,000 back, even though it's going to cost me 50 Right. Never mind the fact that I'm already out my twenty. <sighs> yeah. So, frustrated. this total does not include the dollar value of other seized assets like cars, homes, electronics, and clothing. This is only cash. These seizures are all legal under the controversial practice of civil asset forfeiture, which allows authorities to take cash, contraband, and property from people suspected of a crime. But the practice does not require authorities to obtain a criminal conviction, and it allows departments to keep seized cash and property for themselves unless individuals successfully challenge the forfeiture in court. And something that I've seen in various places that I've lived is the police will have a really nice Cadillac Escalade that they yeah. then put on the back. This used to belong to a drug dealer. <laughs> now it's ours. Yeah, you know what annoys me? This is like so such a small thing in comparison to some of this stuff. But like in Massachusetts, the cops would always like seize people's fireworks. And yeah. um, I know like and it's kind of messed up because like I know one <laughs> law enforcement officer that like... Every year, they would have, like... Uh, the best 4th of July? The best 4th of July party with, like, all of the seized nice. fireworks. And it was like, dude, really? Like, you're stealing those from other people. And then, you know... Let's go to the phones. We've got Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Normally, I'm really happy, but what, what were you guys doing? You got me on to talk to Rex. He yeah, was I was hoping you would have asked Rex a question about you know, communism on asking, the flat earth. I was. I, I was asking him about the pendulum, and you just I just got cut off. Uh, after two we, we could not hear you. Yeah, we Greg. had some, some technical oh. issues, there, there, there but we appreciate kind of, you trying. Yeah, there, there was some kind of technical issue. We did not hear you. Apparently, Rex heard you, though. Ah, okay. So, no, we, we so, yeah. were not being rude to you. We just didn't think you were asking a question. That was, I think that was like thought. our first time bringing two people, two callers on at once. Was it? Hmm. Maybe since you've been on. We've no done problem. it a couple yeah, times. We've done it before. Okay. Uh, go, yeah. go ahead with your yeah, thoughts, Greg. So I, although it's very fun to ask Greg questions about, I was asking him about the pendulum that makes rotation every 24 hours. I was going to ask him the most straightforward question of what if you just go in one direction, eventually how come you get to the same point? Uh, but anyway... Uh, I actually called in because, you know, usually I, I tell you guys what I think, and we get into one of two conversations. I'm a consequentialist. I care about good outcomes. Uh, but then we get into the second conversation, which is like the principle, like ownership. You own your own body. You own your own business. You own your own property because of homesteading, et cetera, et cetera. And it's immoral to use men with guns to basically limit that ownership in any way. Hold so that thought, Greg. To... Hold that yep. thought. We'll bring you back here in moments here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. 
This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We'll get back to the phones here in just a moment. But have you ever wanted to start your own website or blog, but you've not yet been able to put that idea into action? Well, you're in luck because HostGator, one of the top hosting companies out there, is offering a special deal to Free Talk Live listeners. Go to HostGator.com slash FTL and you can get up to 50% off their regular prices. Hosting your own website or blog can be intimidating, but HostGator makes it easy. HostGator offers a simple one-click, easy installation for WordPress. They've got 24-7 over the phone or live chat tech support and a very intuitive and user-friendly control panel that puts the power of creation and the simplicity of use into the hands of you, the customer. HostGator has a 99.99% uptime rating, so you don't have to worry about outages. To get the special offer of up to 50% off for Free Talk Live listeners, visit HostGator.com slash FTL. Back to the phones, we've got Greg in New York. And Greg, I've got a question for you because you, you wanted to talk about the concept of ownership. Who owns the property that was seized by the DEA, the $3.2 billion worth of cash, not including assets like cars, homes, electronics, and clothing. What was that uh, property of the United States federal government the entire time, or was there a private owner of that? Well, I think it's an unfortunate institution, but I don't think in terms of ownership like you do. So that's why I wanted to ask you. I don't I don't even discuss it in those terms. I just think it's a bad practice. So you don't have clothes that you say are your clothes? Well, let's punch it throughout your, your, your point of view, Greg. Well, sure. I mean, I call in uh, from time to time, and I usually lay out my views, but today I wanted to ask yours. My views in a nutshell are that, um, let me put it this way, some government is legitimate the same way that you pay rent to have a business in a mall you could pay rent to disney world you could pay taxes to a city to to have a taxable nexus business in that city yeah, sure. as long as it's voluntary think, no not if it's voluntary you the same way that you have to pay rent to disney world to put your business there it's not voluntary they're going to kick you out if you don't pay if, uh, if you don't Okay. I can say that I understand your point of view. That is pretty much the, the model that our country is under. That's that's how it works. Right. The United States federal government claims to own a bunch of land, and if you don't do what they say, then they'll take your stuff. Not, not just the federal, but you could also say local. If you don't state, pay your local, local, yep. local property taxes, mm-hmm. then they can seize your house. So the state assumes ownership of... Um, Basically everything. Everything, or at least it, all land, for example. Land, cars. So that would mean that you don't own your home. You just rent it. There's no such thing as owning a home in America unless you're the state. Well, that is the for current the, system that we, we live under. For it's, the most part, you also don't own your car. Right. Try not paying the yearly uh, tax on that. Right. So anyway, go uh, ahead with your thought, Greg. Uh, right. Sure. I wouldn't call it ownership. Uh, there are legal concepts. If uh, you look it up, there's fee simple ownership. 
there is sovereign ownership. Sovereign means not subject to any uh, higher uh, jurisdiction. So, for example, you can kill people on your property with impunity if they wander onto it because you basically have an answer to no one. Uh, it's your property. Unless so it's there, a tax yeah. collector. <laughs> well, I mean, so there are limits uh, in practice, you know. So ownership I define as the right to exclude others from use of a resource. Um, now, my question to you is, what do you consider ownership to be based on? For example, why do you own a piece of land? How, how, do, you, how do you understand that? You like, own, is, is in my opinion— sovereign? In my opinion, you own what you're willing to defend. Chris, okay. you, uh, of the people on the air tonight, you actually own, and I'm using air quotes around that, you <laughs> right. own some uh, land. Sure. Yeah. Now, if you don't pay your property taxes, then, you know... Then the town owns the, my the, land. You know, town government will send guys to your house to say, Mr. Right. Chris, you've got to get off this land. Sure. What would you do? Yeah, so I I believe that I I paid a whole lot of yeah you don't uh, I I paid a bunch of money and I bought a bunch of land I exchanged uh, one thing for another and and in return I was granted a deed to that land the deed doesn't talk about um, I must pay taxes on it or anything else it just it's you own this from this property line and here's how we define this property line and now I hold a deed to my land. Now. Right. Well, I would argue that if, let's say, the European colonists came here and they homesteaded the land that was previously <clears throat> used by Native Americans, not right. all of it, of course, but a lot of it, like they bought Manhattan for what, trinkets, right. et cetera. So my point is um, the ownership concept to me is that there is some organization, whether it's the state or some private contractors, paramilitary with guns, whatever. And they're willing to basically say, yes, we will help you exclude others from taking a dump on in your forest or in your lake from using it in any way that you don't want. And it's just force. It's this, the same thing as government. It's just force. And saying that, you know, they're initiating violence against you by, by peacefully uh, peeing in the woods, you know, right. I would argue that that is just as egregious so i think they're both institutions right i think private property is institution and government is also an institution. okay so why why do i if i have no choice in accepting their protection of uh random people uh, using my land as a toilet why can't i just provide that service myself what do you mean provide, provide well i i'm forced I, I i have no alternative but to pay property taxes otherwise my land will be seized why can't I just look at them and go, you know what, I don't need you guys to help keep people off of my land. My uh, extensive gun collection does a fine job of that on its own. You could say that, but when we when it comes to uh, corporations or corporate parks, you might not always be there. I'm talking just what I'm, private property, my, my, my building lot. It's, it's a big building lot, but it's a building lot. Well, yeah, John Locke said you shouldn't have enough, more land that you could you know, use for yourself. Sure. People could, uh, under anarcho-capitalism, they could literally have the state of New Jersey if they could afford it, right? They, they would hire people to exclude others from the use that they consider to be bad. And that would 
basically lead to laws and government, except it would be totalitarian government by that one owner. So I guess what I'm saying is, is if, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm even arguing with you. I, we both recognize what the system is. My point and is, is I don't have general. a choice. Right. I don't, I am not given an option. Greg, thank you for the call. And yeah, you're not given an option. You must comply. And Greg's argument was, yeah, and if you go to Disney World, you must comply with their rules. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Here's a chance to do a little activism while you're cruising Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. Between the LOL cats, the recipes, the hot girls, and the inspirational sunrise memes, Free Talk Live's posts pass by your newsfeed. Like them. Comment. It gives us more exposure. If you don't see our posts, click like at facebook.freetalklive.com and then hover over it to click get notifications. It's an easy way to spread the ideas of liberty a bit further. I know you're busy, but you can spare that tenth of a calorie it takes to click on something. Facebook.freetalklive.com this is free talk live 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 i was hoping that we would be able to get into this asset forfeiture story from the washington post again over the last decade since 2007 the dea this is not including state governments. This is not including oh, local no. governments. This is not including the IRS. Just or one agency. any other federal agency. Just the DEA has seized through asset forfeit civil asset forfeiture, $3.2 billion in cash. Just cash, not cars, not boats, not, not houses, houses, not electronics. They seized not all clothing. that stuff, too. They seize all that, but just in cash. And hopefully we'll be able to get back into this story. We've got Don calling in from Kentucky. And Don is actually a police officer who is a regular listener to Free Talk Live, according to the notes here. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Good evening, guys. I was going to tell you, I listen to you guys pretty regularly. And uh, it was first-time caller. And- I was uh, out working this evening listening to you guys and, <clears throat> excuse me, was listening to the asset forfeiture portion of your show just a few minutes ago mm-hmm. and uh, happened to think of a law that's uh, kind of an antiquated law that we have here on the books in Kentucky it's relating to a marijuana tax stamp. Um, I don't know if either one of you guys are familiar with it, but I'm going to give you a short rundown on. I, I'm not familiar with the Kentucky version, but I do know that okay. they have a marijuana tax stamp in Alabama. Interesting. And they actually okay. spell marijuana with an H, both in yeah, the code correct. for the tax stamp and in the criminal code. Uh, and I, I don't know if you know you wind up getting uh, charged with possession and they spell the word marijuana with a J in the documents if you can get it thrown out on technicality. I doubt uh, it. It's I a good nice theory. I think that just relates to how antiquated the law was on how it was spelled in the 20s and 30s when these laws were created. Right. That's, that's just speculation. Yeah, so uh, go, go on about I, the uh, Kentucky law there. Okay, quick rundown on on Kentucky State Marijuana Tax Stamp. It was created in 37 after the Marijuana Tax Act went through the federal government. Of course, most people that are familiar with marijuana know what was going on in our country about that time. It was used to regulate the production of hemp that was being made for rope for World War II and the buildup that you know that 
that was coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what happened, since the federal government did not issue any of these tax stamps, Kentucky made one. However, they don't issue them to anybody. <laughs> and through the civil law on the tax evasion portion, you can again be charged with a criminal offense for failing to pay tax on unreported um, marijuana. <laughs> so Jeez. basically, here's, here's how the law works. If a if the owner of the marijuana possesses more than 42 and a half grams of marijuana, they're taxed at a rate of $3.50 per gram. Okay. If they possess five plants or more, they are taxed at, get this, $1,000 per plant if they have more than five. Wow. Now, the problem that we have or uh, that I see coming on the horizon in our, in our, in our state, in the state of Kentucky, our governor is a Republican governor. He's he's very libertarian leaning. Um, he's very pro capitalism. He's you know individual choice. He's he's very very right leaning. Um, I would say more so than any Republican governor we've had, which have been about five in the last hundred and fifty years. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very pro medicinal marijuana and is trying to get that pushed through. It failed last year. There's been a renewed interest in it in January of this year, and it looks like that it may pass this year. The problem I have with that is this law is still on the books, and it's so old that I don't think anybody in our in our capital in Frankfurt knows how to handle this. So the problem is, is you're going to have some guy out here, you know, that's got a prescription or has got a state permit for medicinal marijuana is growing six plants of marijuana in his backyard and then the state's going to knock on his door two years later wanting wanting six thousand dollars for the last two years per year on these plants and then charge him with a c felony is there like some way you can get like one of your local state reps or something to like sponsor a bill to remove that me being in law enforcement, I think that would probably look bad on my part. Yeah, I understand. You get where I'm going with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have friends that aren't in law enforcement that you oh, could yeah. pass the yeah, tip I, on I, to. I guess, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's not a problem. But, you know, it's just one of those things. This law has been on the book for so long. Let's get uh, it off. I've never even, <laughs> I've never seen it enforced, but it's one of those where, it's you know, the, it's one of those yeah. quiet laws that could start a problem later down the road if we don't get it corrected now, especially with, you know, more right. uh, more progressive ideals and things that, you know, people are leaning toward more personal responsibility, more freedom of choice yep. and okay. things like that, which I'm all for because I, I got to I gotta tell you guys, out here dealing with what we deal with every day, people don't take personal responsibility for themselves. And if they did that more, you know, my job would be very, very quiet. Yep, be very you easy. Know, I, I would... Exactly. And if people would take more personal responsibility for the for their problems, then, you know, we could we could probably go about our lives a lot more civilly than we do. Yeah. So this is one of those things with the asset forfeiture that I just you know, I felt like it might be might have been interesting to bring up and have you guys discuss mm-hmm. a little bit. And maybe there's some other people out there that are listening to this that have a similar situation in their state that already have medicinal marijuana and maybe they have maybe they have faced this problem or, you know, it's something that needs to be brought to their attention because this potentially could be a problem five, six, you know, ten years down the road. Oh yeah. When you know the state attorney general's office comes knocking on people's doors for thousands of dollars of back taxes, and they're going, "Well, I had no idea that this law was even on the books." Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think that's an important point. As and we see this pop up as you know, states you know start to change things and they they do things that the people want to see. Then you find out that 
you know, over the last hundred years, all kinds of crazy laws have been passed. And right. another one that affects, you know, I think is is horrible is is we have states that are allowing medical marijuana legally, no problem at all. And then you have the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which says, no, even if you're a legal user of marijuana in your state, you're forbidden from purchasing a firearm because you oh, yeah. are a marijuana user. And we asked that question specifically. And that's just, it's this kind of conflict between, sometimes it's it's state law and state law. Sometimes it's between state and federal. And right. to me, I think the states need to, you know, what they have been doing in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years is just saying to hell with the federal government. You know, we're yeah. going to ignore that. It's a stupid law. Nullify it. Now, Don, I'm going to give you some advice on maybe a way that uh, you can notify the legislators without actually you doing the notification. Uh, find out if there's either a normal affiliate, uh, that's the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, or if there's an active marijuana policy project affiliate in Kentucky. And if there are, chances are they've got somebody looking at all of this legislation so they will know when the next hearing is. Let them know, hey, by the way, there's this uh, marijuana tax stamp legislation or law that's still in the books. Next time you go talk to uh, the delegates or assemblymen, whatever they're called there in Kentucky, maybe let them know, hey, if you do pass this, you need to repeal this other statute. Yeah. And I'm sure that, and I'm sure that's probably what it is. It's just been something that's so old that it's been overlooked. And, uh, you yeah. know, I just, is, is somebody that's going to be out here enforcing these laws after they get passed, I, I feel like they're, they're handcuffing us on how we have to do our job and how we have to deal with people. Well, you've got and discretion, too. You don't always have to enforce them. Right. And, right? I, I would, and, and, that's, and that's the bad thing. We get put in, you know, we get put into a place a lot of times where we have to be the bearer of bad news to people, and they want somebody, you know, to take it out on, and it ends up being us when, you know, they're um, – their elected legislators are the ones that have that have done this and have created these kind of problems. So, right. um, on a side note, I needed to add also too that this law um, on the marijuana tax stamp here in Kentucky actually was um, held up and affirmed in federal court um, on the grounds of double jeopardy. I don't have the year, uh, but the case is Kentucky versus Bird, um, and it does have a U.S. Code Southwest Second Five Fifteen. Wow. Um, I'm not sure what year it was, but it was affirmed in federal court that it does not qualify for double jeopardy, which is we'll kind of interesting because you're also being charged with a separate criminal offense for not paying the tax debt on something that you can't legally possess anyway. Right. Don, thank you for the call. Also, uh, look into LEAP, LEAP.cc. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, possibly time for you and your thoughts. If you call in now, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We'll get back to the phones here in just a second, but you're probably going to do some shopping at some point, right? Like everybody kind of has to shop for something at some point. If you're shopping online, though, how about doing something that will actually help support Free Talk Live. Start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com. Go there, and you can then find links to Newegg, Amazon. There's links for Amazon US, UK, Canada, 
And once you find the link that you want to use, just bookmark it, and then you don't have to keep going back to shop.freetalklive.com. Just click on the bookmark that you made for yourself. And then Free Talk Live winds up getting a little bit of something that the company would wind up otherwise keeping for themselves. Shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Skype, where we've got Ricardo calling in. Ricardo, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, hello. Uh, Ricardo from Mexico. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Ah, thanks. Um, Actually, I'm not a bad hombre if you you were talking that. (laughs) I thought you were an amigo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I would like to talk about uh, the wall. Okay. Are you going to pay for it? And uh, not all, at all. <laughs> I don't Me want either. you. To, I, I don't want you to have to pay for a wall, Ricardo. <laughs> well, actually, here in Mexico, the feelings about the wall are uh, kind of um, encountered. Some people want the wall. Some people doesn't want the wall. And since my point of view, I don't want the wall because of environmental stuff. There are several animals crossing the crossing the board the border from the state to Mexico every season. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the world uh, is, for in my perspective, is useless and it is a waste of resources from American people. So uh, I don't know. Um, for me, this is only a political issue. Uh, of so, course, it's a political issue, yeah. and it's been a political issue for you know at least twenty years, decades. Yeah, sure. So, what do you think of uh, of immigration? Immigration. Yeah. Well, actually, I should say just Mexico, migration. Really, go ahead. Yes. Well, actually, here in Mexico, we have a Latin American people crossing through Mexican nation. Uh-huh. in order to go to the states and a wall will not uh, stop them right. and, and there was a wall between east germany and west germany and it did not stop people from trying to flee into west germany from east germany yeah i guess i'm just asking for your feelings on uh people traveling from one country to another you know whether it's part of their job or you know what i mean mm-hmm. should we have how these... do people in mexico feel about americans coming there um uh, this is a different story here in mexico as you know tourism is a very important economical activity sure. yes. so you're welcome anytime if you want to come to mexico please uh, you have to visit some historical places and some uh, nice places, right? Resorts and, and yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I live here in San Luis Potosí, which is the state where Fort where was uh, the plan. The planning of the plant of Fort were shutting down. Interesting. Fort is shutting down a plant. Uh, um, well, actually, I tried, I tried to say uh, Ford was planning to do a plant here in San Luis Potosí. Oh, and, and they decided to not move from the states. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Oh, right. That, that yes. was one of the things to where Trump yeah. was saying he was going to wind up doing a special tariff on companies that move or something. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. But I guess what I'm asking is, what do 
do com- people from other countries must obviously move to Mexico? You know, there's do, about do, a million Americans living in Mexico in violation of Mexican immigration laws. Yeah, I've seen that. Sure. And I'm just kind of curious as to what, you know, what the Mexican take is on people. Maybe Migrating. they're coming to Mexico, um, but they're not coming fully documented, but they want to live in Mexico. Is is that an issue? Is it a problem? Is it a concern? Do they say, keep going, go to the American border, you'll like it better up there? No, 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 no at all. Um, the immigration laws for, I have to say this, for American people here in Mexico are very relaxed. But uh, on the other hand, the immigration law on maybe a Guatemala. guy from Guatemala, El Salvador, from Latin America are more uh, strict and very hard. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. So I, I guess it is, and I've heard that. I've, I've just never been able to verify. I've never talked to anybody from Mexico. I could say, okay, we have a group of people in America that feel this way about Mexicans moving up from here. How do people in Mexico feel about people coming up from El Salvador and Guatemala and Nicaragua? Do they, they feel that same pressure? Do they, do they say to themselves, they're, they're just coming here to enjoy our benefits and take our jobs? At all. They are only passing through uh, America. Yeah. Uh, for us, that doesn't represent any problem. But migration and police and even the army, and they seems uh, just like working different. Now, what it, I'm kind of curious, a little bit off topic, but not really. What do people in Mexico, how do they feel about like the war on drugs from the American perspective? You know what I mean? Do, do they believe yes. that if we were to legalize and, and the war on drugs here in America, that it would make Mexico better? No, nah, at all. Um, maybe if you legalize drugs in, in America, it will be only marijuana. You Likely. cannot legalize, well... You cannot legalize heroin or right. well, some we, other. Well, I mean, could. we could. That, that stuff was legal about 110 years ago. You could buy it out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog, and it would get shipped directly to your house, but I, along with the syringe that you also ordered out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. I think it's fair to say marijuana is probably more realistic in the short term. I don't disagree yes. with you, and I believe all drugs should be legalized. Um but yeah, yeah, I, I know marijuana is, is one small part of it, and there's a lot of heroin trade that comes from Mexico. Because a lot of the things was that, uh, or the, a lot of the points was that the war on drugs here in America causes more violence for people in Mexico because of all these cartels that are, you know, bringing in heroin and stuff over from like Afghanistan That's and stuff. And it. do you they, know what I mean? They grow it there too. Yeah, there too. Yeah. But like all of the other things, they like smuggle it in through the border you know what i mean so a lot of it comes yeah. over from all these other middle eastern countries and yeah uh, for me the best way to handle the the drugs is legalizing for example marijuana in the states marijuana in mexico and i don't know maybe promoting people uh, since the school that some kind of drugs are <laughs> i don't know maybe like education, yeah. invest money into education. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, the main point is invest money in education and then try to fight the, the hard drugs or the 
Yep. More boys from the trucks. Ricardo, um, do, yes. do you have any final thoughts? Uh, well, actually, uh, yes. Uh, now you, that you point the the drugs going to the states, uh, there are uh, maybe guns coming through Mexico. It is a flow uh, that you cannot stop drugs uh, entering into the Amer- to the United States, but also you cannot stop the guns coming to Mexico. Right, because it's the United States federal government that is running the drugs that that was revealed a couple of years ago, Operation Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. The, the sure. police in the U.S. can't even keep drugs out of the prisons. There was a story just last week, I think it was, about a <laughs> corrections officer in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. It might have been a suburb of Portsmouth, but you know that county. He was arrested for bringing drugs into the prison. So, like, you can't you well, know, stop the just, cops just, from bringing the drugs into it? the prison. Two days ago, <laughs> when we were when we were, two days ago, uh, myself, Daryl, and Ian were up at the state house here in New Hampshire. There was a civil asset for or criminal asset forfeiture bill, right? Civil. And one of the officers testifying says that you know they need this money that they would lose from this bill, otherwise they can't have undercover people on the streets oh, selling geez. drugs. Ricardo, <laughs> thank you for Thanks, the call. We are out of time for tonight. Uh, we'll be. Back tomorrow, always online, freetalklive.com. It's been Daryl, Heather, and Chris. What do you shop for that you could otherwise buy at Amazon? Pretty much everything, right? Amazon has competitive pricing and they deliver, and that's a big plus. If you could plan ahead in your shopping, would you be interested in saving up to 33%? There's a catch. You have to do your shopping in Bitcoin. But imagine those savings. It's like a huge raise. All you have to do is go to saveitpurse.com. We've saved thousands, and you can too. Plan ahead and save. Saveitpurse.com.